Welcome to Influence the Podcast. I'm Christine. And I'm Lindsay. In today's episode, we're discussing our December book club pick, Little Women. And this might be a very Christine heavy episode again. As you can probably tell, I am under the weather. But this is our last uh, episode before the year or for the end of the year. So we wanted to kind of get this, get through it today before we both start traveling and all of that. So uh, heads up, we're both kind of feeling sick today. Um, We're going to try to get through it. Lindsay is definitely, her voice is worse than mine. Um, Mine is just starting. I woke up with a sore throat. I'm really stuffy. I keep coughing. But Lindsay, poor thing, is definitely (laughs) struggling with the voice today. So um, bear with us on this one. (laughs) We're going to try to get through it quickly. Yeah. Um, Before we get into the book, though, let's talk about our love and hate. So, Christine, what did you love this week? Okay, so my weekly love was the fact that I have a lot of nieces and nephews, and it made me so happy that this year, almost every single one of them asked for books. And I just love that seeing younger kids not glued to video games and iPhones. It just makes me so happy when they want to read books. My one niece who is turning 13 in January, I believe, Mm -hmm. she probably had 20 books or more on her Christmas list. And she she was just here. They just left today, actually. Mm -hmm. We always go out on a date. And I take her to this little cafe that we have here. And we go and have hot chocolates. They're fancy hot chocolates. And we have, like, crepes. And we had to wait a little bit. So there's a bookstore right across. And, like, honestly, her going into a bookstore was, like, the greatest thing for her. She absolutely loved it. And I just love that they love reading as much as I do. That's so sweet. Yeah, that's great. So that was my love. I literally bought her like 10 books for Christmas. And actually, it's funny because some of the books that she had were actually on my wrist of my wrist on my <laughs> list of authors that I really want to read. Oh, cool. So I'm like, you're done. Let me have a review because I really want to know. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fun. So I know. So that is my love for this week. Lindsay, what about you? I watched a Marriage Story on Netflix Friday night. If you haven't seen it, it was just released like on the 6th. to watch it. It is amazing. It is so sad. Like it's not a feel good like Christmas movie oh, at all. Um, it's heartbreaking, but it's so well acted. I'm not a Scarlett Johansson fan like at all. I actually almost didn't want to watch it because she was in it, mm-hmm. but she did a great job too. But I love Adam Driver. Like I, I love him. yeah, like I watched Girls uh, when it was yes. out years ago, and I've loved him. Like since then, he is heartbreaking. He just blew me away. Um, I can't imagine that he wouldn't be nominated for an Academy Award for this because it was oh. released in theaters for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or it was put on Netflix. So if you um, need a good cry or <laughs> just, you know, want to watch a great movie, check it out. I have that one on my list to watch for sure. I knew it was just released and everyone is talking about it. So I'm definitely, I'm assuming I'm going to be spending some time in bed pretty soon <laughs> to like mm-hmm. beat out this cold. Um, I have that one on my list and everyone that I've read has said that it's incredible. 
It really is. And it's not like my cup of tea necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like I was kind of afraid it was going to be boring. It is kind of slow, but it's one of those slow burn kind of movies. Right. But definitely awesome. check it out. I will for sure. Yeah. So what did you hate this week? So my hate is kind of, I don't know. I think that if you're with someone for a really long time, mm-hmm. and maybe even if you just are dating someone, whatever, you'll understand this. But lately, it has been getting on my nerves so much more than usual. If I have to choose what we're eating for dinner or where we're eating for dinner one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. So... I will ask Rob because we've been really bad about eating at home lately just because we've had, you know, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and their kids were here in town. We're busy. The holidays are in full force. And it's kind of like we just don't have time right now to eat at home. So we've been eating out a lot, which is horrible. And it's like, okay, Rob, what do you want to have for dinner? I don't care. Yeah, we have that what, struggle. What do, what do you want? Um, I don't know. I was thinking this. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Okay, well, what about this? Yeah, that doesn't really sound good. I don't want that now. And we go through this whole process. And by the end of it, we hate each other. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, okay, there has to be a better way to navigate the situation. So if you have any advice for this, I would love to hear it. Because nothing makes me want to pull my hair out more than for us to figure out where we want to eat. It it's just it drives me bonkers. So that is my one hate that stuck out in my mind this week. I'm gonna try to like pre-plan things and be better about it. Um, but it drives me insane. So we have that same issue. Um, it might be cool. I need to do this myself. Like, what if you put like names of restaurants like in a cup and like draw I've one out? Of that. Yeah. <laughs> My fucking luck. You'd be like, yeah, that just doesn't sound good. Be like, well, no. then that's too bad. That's what we're having. Yeah, like they're. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> May give it a try. This is um, relationship issues when you've been together with someone for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It's just like this is the little shit that you're like, oh. Yeah, we like just end up going to the same places because we have the same yeah. issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my hate for the week. Uh, Lindsay, what is your hate? I have two today and they're not very Christmassy, but, and they're very different. Uh, I know one of them for sure. You do. (laughs) Today, uh, we had a new governor sworn in in Kentucky. I'm so thankful. God help us all. Like, I'm so happy to get our former governor out of here. Like, good riddance. Mm -hmm. Don't let the door hit you. See you later. But he would not uh, move out of the governor's mansion until like two hours before the governor was sworn in. So he had to like have like leave with just one more petty like insult. Um, So what they like typically what governors would do when they are leaving, they would move out like a couple of days before a week before. And give the new governor and his family time to move in, prepare for, they have a private swearing in at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, the Our former governor, Bevin, moved out at 10 o'clock last night. And the new governor oh was born in at midnight. Um, so they wow. like to let them have like dinner with their family. All of this, right. they did not get to do that because he wouldn't leave. And like I said, like in the past, like going back to like um, – 
the early 90s, at, this is as far back as I went, um, they would move out two, three, four days before, a week before, two weeks before to let them kind of get in there and get acclimated and spend some time with their yeah. families. He mo- like he left at 10 p.m. <laughs> so, so this was like a giant like fuck you. Pretty much. And yeah. he the whole his whole um tenure in office has just been riddled with those kinds of things. But mm-hmm. he did not go out quietly. He did not go out on a good note. And I hope I never have to hear his name ever again, to be <laughs> frank. And yeah. So um, that is just one thing that bugged me. I had to mention it here because I have talked about um, him quite a bit on the podcast. So yeah. um, and my other one is very different. Uh, Tinsley. If you all watch Real Housewives of New York, she has apparently left the show. And I am so sad about that <laughs> because was that shocking to you? Um, I kind of expected it when so like if you all have watched it before, I'm not gonna go into it. I do know that some of you don't watch, but Tinsley is on Real Housewives of New York. She was dating a man who lives in Chicago, and he right. didn't really want to be on the show, even though they met on the show. And she wanted to get engaged really bad, wants to get married, wants to have kids. But she's in her 40s. And they broke up last season because he, like, wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't commit to her. So within the past couple of weeks, they've actually gotten back together. They're engaged. And now she's apparently living in Chicago. So do we think there'll be, like, a spinoff? Or a Chicago Housewives. Some people have said that, but I don't yeah. know. With them doing now the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Salt Lake. Um, yeah, I don't which know. I'm excited about. Oh yeah, me too. Um, but I think Chicago honestly would be a great city. Yeah, for Housewives. I don't know. I was actually thinking that's what they would announce when they said mm-hmm. there was another uh, franchise starting. Yeah, so I was really surprised it wasn't Chicago, but. I don't know. Apparently she filmed part of the season. I guess we'll see. I just think it had like such a perfect cast. Um, and Bethany yeah. left at the end of last season or after last oh, season. Two. Yeah. Now her, I'm just kind of worried. It's my favorite one by far. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I was really sad to hear that she's great in it and um, you know, we'll see what happens, but yeah. Anyway, I saw that and I thought of you. <coughs> I was like, yeah. "Oh shit, Lindsay's gonna." I be was pissed. so upset. I was like, "Oh no, not another one." Um, someone <laughs> hadn't commented on my post that we can't have anything nice. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, yeah. You know, that's my little guilt. I don't even. I don't like guilty pleasures, but the Housewives, of course, are my guilty pleasures. So yeah. it's the only show that I watch now at all. Yeah, but anyway. So we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, this episode, as you know, it is our December book club um, discussion. So now is the time. If you have never read Little Women, you don't want to be spoiled. And you still want to read it. For 100 years. It's been out since 1868. Yeah. Um, so we're not really spoiling anything. But just in case you didn't pick it up yet and you still want to be surprised and you want to enjoy reading it because it is a pretty hefty book Yes, for that. I do apologize. I was an idiot. I will not make that mistake next year <laughs> to pick such a heavy book for 
December. I know that we're all very busy, but this is a time to stop listening. If you do not want to have anything spoiled for you, now is the time to say goodbye. (laughs) But for those of you who do want to continue the conversation, we're going to go ahead and start talking about Little Women. Mm -hmm. Um, This was my second time reading it. I read this book I was trying to really think, I know I read it in school. I don't really remember when, but I have to say that my thoughts have changed since I'm now an adult reading it again. I feel like I'm glad that I read it, but I really struggled through certain aspects of the book this time that I don't remember struggling with before. It's funny you say that because I kind of experienced the same thing. I think I Mm -hmm. read this in middle school. That's um, what I'm thinking. I read own. it. Um, but I remember loving it. And I love the movie that came out like in the 90s. Yes. But I don't know. I couldn't know. I did listen to it on audiobook because we realized how long it was. I only had a couple of weeks and I knew I wouldn't finish it. So I think part of my problem was that it was my first audiobook that I've ever listened to. And Christina Ricci was the narrator. <laughs> that makes me laugh so much it was really hard to get through she tried to do all the characters voices she did a really terrible german accent for professor bear it was rough and it's 20 hours long (laughs) it's a really it is a very long book um i went back and forth between listening to an audiobook um on my kindle and also reading it i did i was so worried like the type one of me was like i'm not going to be able to finish this book Lindsay. what am i gonna do i was so worried about it like get on cliff Uh, notes (laughs) i know and i actually did like look to see if there were cliff notes i was like let me get back to my own college ways right uh So I did finish it. Thank goodness. Um, But we're going to go ahead and get into some of the questions. Mm -hmm. And first of all, I want to say that I love doing these book club episodes. I love reading. And even though I was kind of like, why did I pick such a long book for our December? I still love the fact that we chose a classic. Yeah, me too. Um, as, you know, I think it's a timely piece. It also does, you know, yeah. talk about Christmas a lot and the movie's coming out. So I think it was a good one. I would like to do at least one classic a year. Yes. Um, because I think not everyone had an opportunity to read some of these growing up. Yeah. So I would and like continue I, that. And like I said, okay. I'm glad that I reread this. Like, even though mm-hmm. I already had read it, reading it now as an adult gave me like such a different look into this book and like certain parts of it. Um, so I'm glad that we did a classic and I hope that we do another one next year. Yeah, me too. So the first question, um, we are getting these questions from victoriamag.com. Do you think the traditional little women roles celebrated in Louisa, is it Louisa? Mm -hmm. I get, yeah. Yes. Okay. Louisa May Alcott's classic are outdated in today's society. What ideals do you believe are timeless? I don't, I mean, yes and no, because we heard from so many of you when we did our expectations on women that you're all still doing these things Mm -hmm. at home, but you're all out there working and doing a million other things. So I kind of think, you know, I I mean, like Joe, she had her own career 
And she did. She had, you know, did her own thing, even though she became a wife and mother. So the only Meg, I know, was kind of the one that waited on her husband and mm-hmm. did all of that. So to me, she was like the most traditional of yes. the little women. I would say it was kind of ahead of its time, I guess, in that respect. Yeah, a lot of people, they do have a lot of criticism about this, though, because while Joe had like a career and everything, a lot of people are like, why did she have to go off and get married and just stop what she was doing? Um, But this was also written in the 1800s. So that's something you expect. That's what you have to keep in. Like, I did a lot of research for this episode just to kind of feel it out, like what other people felt. And I was reading a lot of things online. And there were so many people who really critiqued it. Like, you know, why did such the movie is based on basically her own life Mm -hmm. with her sisters and her family. So the author is basically Joe. That's who she's kind of portrayed as. And it's, you know, why was such a woman so passionate about her career and everything? And then it just kind of stopped once she got married. And they were saying that for all of the women, like it was basically get married, have children. This is your life. There's nothing else. But you do have to remember this was written in public. It was published in 1868. It was actually published um, two books. It wasn't one. Mm -hmm. And I believe in the UK, it's still two books. Oh, So one was published in, yeah, it was published in 1868. And the second part was published in 1869. Right. So we have to keep that in mind that that's what women did. Then this isn't, it's not written in 2019. You know, it was written that long ago. And that's what women did. I mean, some of it was, you know, when you think about, um, I think it's when Lori and Amy, like me, and they hold hands, kind of grab each other's hands and they were saying, oh, Mm -hmm. the women looking on, like they were ashamed, that was shameful. You know, that kind of thing, when you think about that, it kind of puts it back in perspective what time period that this was happening. So to me, I don't really feel like she did a disservice to the characters in that way because that's just what happened. Yeah, that was kind of life then. Um, It kind of gave me a look like when I sat down, I really thought about it, maybe truly how far we have come Mm -hmm. as women. Um, we don't just have to think of ourselves as wives and mothers, but we can have careers. We don't have to marry. We can choose to not have children. This was not normal, especially back in 1868. Mm -hmm. Like it was kind of expected of you. And, you know, in the book, they kind of discuss this, that, you know, I don't know that the mother put this on her children, but women were expected to marry and hopefully marry into wealthy families. Mm Mm-hmm. I know um, um, there's a lot of like old maid and spinster talk. <laughs> yeah. And this yes. is when they're in their 20s, like mid 20s. I think when Joe's like 24, 25, she says that. Um, so that's definitely changed quite a bit. But I know at one point, Mrs. March has a conversation with her. Like, you know, if we, if that doesn't happen for you, that's okay. Like, we're we will still be here and you know you'll do other things with your life so that probably was a little ahead of its time i would guess Mm -hmm. i just is there things that you believe that are timeless about the book 
I think the sister, like the family being so close, the sisters. Yeah, the sisterly bond. Mm-hmm, it reminded me, I have two sisters, um, kind of reminded me always. I think that's why I've always liked it so much, you know, because mm-hmm. um, we have a very close relationship. Um, that's a big one for me. But what about you? I think definitely the sisterly bond. You know, this is a story that is based off of pretty, you know, like the bond between four sisters and their family. You have Meg, you have Joe, Amy, Beth, and the whole heart of the story is about them. Mm -hmm. And I think just that sisterly bond and the fact, you know, that family will be there for you. um, Their sisterly bond, though, that just really sticks out to me. Like, I feel like if you have sisters, that's just something that hopefully you get to experience. Yeah. And I love the end of it, like where they're all together as a family and, Mm -hmm. you know, still getting together, even though they have families of their own now. Yeah. I really liked that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read the second question for Lindsay. We normally kind of rotate, but just give her voice a rest for a moment. Who is your favorite character in Little Women and why? Which character do you most identify with and why? Um, I can tell you the character that I dislike the most and I think that we both feel the same way. Yeah. Go ahead. I hate I hated Amy. Yeah, me too. Uh, to me, she was annoying. She irritated me. I was I think this is gonna be brought up, but like who she ended up marrying. Like I just hated everything about her character for some reason. It just really bothered me. I remembered hating her as a child. Or as a teenager and I hated her now I thought maybe I would change my mind but yeah like she was just kind of an asshole throughout the entire book and then she was very self-centered yes. um she was very vain I I don't know I just I really did not like her I didn't either so I was happy like like I said, I thought maybe that was just me being a teenager, not understanding or not liking her, but there were really not many redeemable qualities about her, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, who was your favorite? Joe. Or who do you identify? Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think that's written that way, I would guess, mm-hmm. but I definitely identify with her the most, and I find her to be uh, the best character throughout. She is. She's this tomboyish character who loves to write. She's impulsive. She, like when she cut off her hair so her mother could have money, she didn't think anything of it. Like afterwards, she kind of freaked out. But just the way that she is as a person, she seems very giving. She just seems so fun. There's just something about her. Mm-hmm. But she also is kind of strong-willed and she has these certain ideas in her head that she works really hard for, you know, her writing the stories and everything. I mean, that was huge for a woman then. Oh yeah, exactly. I loved that part of it, um, that she would, you know, help take care of the family financially. Yes. I I don't think there were probably many women who were able to do that at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, This was a family who had money and then they were not wealthy anymore. So it was, you know, different for them. And I just felt like Joe and Meg kind of took care of the family as they were, I believe they were the two oldest. Yes. Um, I think at the time of the book when it started, Joe was 15, Meg was 16, Amy was 12, and Beth was 13. So they were all very... Like right after one another. Um, But Joe, I just, I love her character so much. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, her going to New York and just really working on herself and her writing and everything. I just love her. Yeah, I did too. She's fun and spirited and just everything good. I definitely think she was the most selfless of the girls. I mean, aside from Beth, but. You know, and then when Beth was sick, Joe basically sat by her side and took care of her. You know, she never left her side Mm -hmm. really. And I just, there's just something about her that I just, I loved so much. I did too. She's a, a great character. Yeah, she is. Um, In chapter one, Marmee reads a letter from Mr. March in which he exhorts the girls to fight their bosom enemies bravely. For Joe, her enemy was her temper. For Amy, it was her vanity. What would you consider to be your own bosom enemy? Have you discovered a way to manage it? For me, mine is also my temper, anger, and just being like an asshole sometimes when I don't need to be. Or like when you're in Target and people are too close yes, to you. <laughs> or when my neighbor blows her horn at me. Um, yes. And just, I, it's something that I struggle with every day and I have not found a way to manage it. I want to do better. Uh, hopefully I will, you know, as I reach my mid-30s, start being able to control it better. But I've definitely not conquered it. What about you? For me, I was talking to Lindsay about this before the episode. I kind of struggled to come up with it. But I think for me, it's definitely always feeling like I have to be that caregiver, Mm -hmm. that I'm the one that I always tend to be the one who is helping everyone else. And that's something that's just a part of me. I will always do it. Um, I don't know that I've ever managed that. I feel like it's not that people are asking it of me. I put it on myself. Right. So I don't think, you know, it's not that people are taking advantage of that or anything, but that's just something that I put on myself. And I honestly have absolutely no idea how to manage it because it's just like in me. Mm -hmm. It's just out of instinct. It's just I just take care of the situation. Um, So that would probably be the one that I would probably identify with the most. That would be my bosom enemy. enemy. (laughs) Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, the next question, although the narrator is able to offer insight from each of the main characters, Joe's voice rings above the others throughout the pages. How do you think the novel would differ if a sister other than Joe was the central character? Well, I think it would be obviously a completely different completely novel. If it was narrated by Beth, it would, or not Beth, by Amy, it would just be completely about her. (laughs) Yep. It would be. It would all be, it would about, be her. about her. Nothing else would be probably mentioned. Mm. Um, it would probably be very sweet if it were narrated by Beth. It would be probably yeah. about the other sisters more. Um, mm. I'm not sure about Meg. I don't know. I kind of struggled with that one. Like when yeah. I was thinking of through the other sisters, I don't really know what it would be like from Meg's point of view. Beth was, you know, the when I was reading about her and what I felt like she was very much the peacemaker. She was very quiet. Yeah. She was kind of shy. Meg wasn't really quiet or shy, but I don't really know. I don't know. I couldn't come up with what, yeah. if it was in her point of view. Like she was very motherly to very. girls, but Joe was too. So it just, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure um, how it would yeah. work if it were narrated by Meg. I can't really, picture that i guess 
I think that Joe offered kind of a fun part also. There was just something fun about her personality yeah. and everything. I don't know if it would have been so much with Meg. Yeah. Like Meg, not that she was like a bore or anything, but she was just different than Joe. Yeah, she was. I think, it, you know, it was all about kind of, she had kind of like a one-track mind. Yeah. Um, and it was meeting someone and getting married, getting married. and having kids and having doing all of that. Yeah. And that that's great if that's what you want to do, but it didn't make for a very exciting storyline for her, in my yeah. opinion. Um, I felt like with Amy, it would have just been about everything that didn't happen for her yeah. and how she was upset and how this wasn't working out for her and this and that. It would have been a horrible book, in my opinion. I, would, I probably would have yeah. absolutely hated it. Me too. I can't. Like, I cannot stand how selfish she is. And just she really did oh, nothing to help the family. No, not a thing. Nothing. Just made nothing. it harder on everybody. And like, yeah, she's the one that gets to go travel. What did she do to deserve yeah. that? And I'm not yeah, even going like to get started a- on Lori yet. Oh gosh, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, I have to say, like, I wrote down some notable quotes, mm-hmm. and there was one that Joe said that I feel like. If I ever had a tattoo, that this would probably be something I would have tattooed. I loved it so much. Let us be elegant or die. I just, I just loved that. I don't know. I wrote that down. And the one other thing that really caught my attention that I kind of like was, oh, was peace and happiness depends on keeping his respect. Oh, God. Who said that one? Yes. Um, I believe it was. Meg, if I'm okay. not mistaken, I believe in the book it was around. I should have written this down. I think it was around the time where she was telling her mom how unhappy that she was at home, mm-hmm. and that's when and that's right. Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's like, well, you're not really paying attention to your husband, and you're kind of neglecting him, and all of that. And I just like that pissed me off so <laughs> much that I I wrote it down. I was just reading yeah. an article as we've been kind of talking about this and, you know, they were saying like this article said, you know, this is an anti-feminist book and Mm -hmm. I I hear you, but again, it also wasn't written in 2019. It was 1868. So, I mean, I kind of want to keep hitting that point home. Uh, I don't think that's the point of this book. It's more to me about the relationships and, you know, it's more about that than being a feminist. It was hard to do that at that time. It's mm-hmm. just kind of what you did. And people still do this. So, yeah. And I, I think in some ways, like with Joe, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. I mean, she declined a marriage proposal mm-hmm. and she kind of did it on her own terms. It wasn't something that was like, I felt like her career still was important to her and her writing. I didn't feel like marriage for her was like the first thing on her mind. Like it was definitely there, but it wasn't like how it was with Meg. Yeah, right. And I, to me, it it's not that she didn't love the professor, but yes. it was more that she was lonely. Yeah, it was. Which I mean, I, a lot of people. A lot of people on this, we can actually go into the story um, or the next question, but it was, um, were you disappointed that Joe did not marry Lori? Do you think that Professor Bear was better suited for her and why? A lot of people were pissed that the author did not marry those two. Yeah, it doesn't. 
I, I truly don't understand the point of them not being together. Not at all. The whole book was like leading up right. to it. The entire book. I remember as a teenager reading this and being so upset. And I thought, again, like with Amy, that I would understand it more as an adult. Mm-hmm. I was listening to it on my way home from work Friday night, like that section where he comes to propose. And I mm. cried. I don't cry a lot of books, but it just makes me so mad. And it is so sad. And he did not love Amy. It was just, no, in my no. opinion, it was just she got the second you know it was like okay well i've got to get married I can't have joe. I can't have joe i'll marry a march sister anyway yeah and i would never ever do that to my sister and <laughs> i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to be with someone who wanted to marry my sister instead i just feel like it came out of the middle of nowhere it like did. they basically ran into each other it sounds yeah. so casual they ran into each other while they were both <laughs> in europe and this was around the time that beth had she had passed away correct um she was sick or she had passed when they away first saw each other she was sick but they she hadn't yes. passed away yet so they kind of are mourning and sad and they're spending time together i just felt like it was kind of like a what the fuck moment like i felt like joe and Lori. it was it it was should have been and a lot of people argued like i read um a lot like i said i read a lot of things and people were like they were not suited for each other whatsoever i don't i disagree with that I do too. I, I think that best friends, not to cut you off, no, no. I think that like they were basically best friends. Exactly. And what, like, and why would you not marry? I don't know. And maybe I understood this incorrectly, and you can tell me your thoughts on it. She didn't want to marry him because she thought Beth was in love with him. Right. Yes, that's how I, that's how okay. I took it. Yes. I, yeah. and like, I didn't read that much on this cause I kind of wanted to have my own opinion about it, but that's why she didn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because she didn't love him, but she kind of just convinced herself that they wouldn't be a good match because she yeah. thought Beth was in love with him. So from where I understand it, because I said like it was originally um, written in two books, mm-hmm. I believe that the marriage proposal from Lori came in the second book. I believe I could be wrong. And people begged her um, to have them end up together. Mm-hmm. And she just absolutely refused. She was not going to make that happen. She didn't want them together. I don't know. It, it just really confused me because the whole part of the book i was like they're so perfect for each other i know that's just how i took it no i took it the same way i felt like with the professor it was just kind of like well i don't i didn't feel like that loving connection with them i don't know there was just something that it wasn't there for me the feelings yeah me either like i said it earlier i kind of feel like it was more of a marriage of convenience because she is getting older she doesn't want to be an old maid she's lonely after beth passes away um and it it, he just kind of happens to show up at a time when she's struggling with she did struggle with um amy and Lori getting married because it says when she reads the letter like she had to have like a moment 
to herself. Mm-hmm. And of course you do. Cause your sister's a bitch and she married, the, you know, <laughs> she married the man like, you're supposed to. And here's marry. the other thing. Like, I'm just going to keep harping on this. Joe would not marry Lori because she thought Beth was in love with him. Amy yeah. did not waste one second Hell thinking no, about how it would affect her sister. Not one second. No. Not even like, do I think that she's really in love with him? I no. mean, literally, Joe went to New York. So Lori, basically, she would think would forget about her and like move on. Mm-hmm. That's an incredible thing to do. I mean, that part blew me away. Like, without kind of even really thinking about it, she's like, I have to get out of here. I have to go. Because she thought that her sister was in love with him. And Amy, when they talk about getting married, she says something to the effect of is, I can't remember exactly how it was phrased, but is it because Joe doesn't want to marry you? Something like that. Because she said yeah. she was jealous. That's the only thing mm-hmm. in her mind. She was jealous. It wasn't, yeah. is this the right thing to do? Do I think that Joe is still in love with him? It wasn't that. It was, I'm jealous that yes. you were in love with her. Are you still but it wasn't taking Joe's her thoughts or her feelings into account at all. It was just all about her, like everything else yeah. was. And a lot of people, um, and I did not feel this way. They felt that they were better suited for each other because of Amy being she was like a wannabe socialite like she wanted that lifestyle she wanted the wealth i mean she admitted like i have to marry for money mm-hmm. i have to get married i have to take care of my family in this way and lori obviously you know he did come from money um he was off in europe and he had opportunities for her yeah and a lot of people felt like that is why they were so suited for each other but i mean call me crazy but opposites can attract and I just okay. felt like there was this perfect relationship who between two people who were best friends. And yes, Joe was tomboyish and everything. And she didn't really care about the finer things in life. I just felt like the two of them together like would have been the perfect couple. They would have balanced each other out. Yeah, I agree. And it I will never get over it. I will never think that they weren't supposed to be together. It ruined the book for me. Yeah, I think it does for a lot of people because it just, you know, it's very sad. I mean, the book, there's really no happiness in it. No. Um, Even the end, it tries to end like on a happy note. But Amy and Lori's daughter is ill. Um, Joe and Lori are not together. You know, it's still not, it's not necessarily a happy ending. Like it's still plagued by sadness and loss. I have not there are additional books that she wrote after mm-hmm. this. I have never read them personally myself. Have you? Oh no, no. I I might give it a try. I'm not going to right now. Um, but I have read that they didn't obviously live up to like people idolize this book. They love little women. It's a classic to them. I have heard the others kind of fall short. Yeah, but I'm you have sure. to keep in mind also, which really amazes me. She did not want to write this book. Her publisher basically convinced her to write it. Yes. And it only took her 10 weeks to write. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, Lindsay and I were talking about how long this book is. And we feel like in some parts it just goes on and on. 
it only took her 10 weeks to write all of this. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, that's surprising. I know when we were talking earlier, you and I, uh, when Joe writes her book and then she gets everybody to kind of critique it and mm-hmm. said her mom or father, I can't remember, said that there were too many details in it. I felt like that should. was this. And I felt like she should have taken her own advice. And mm-hmm. I'm obviously not, I don't write novels. I'm not here to really critique her classic novel but i was listening to it and i'm like that i could have done without this i didn't need to hear about this um we could have made this happen faster i guess we could have sped up this process a little bit we still couldn't miss the little details Mm -hmm. i mean there would still be enough in there but it just it when i really sat down and thought about that 10 and she didn't even want to write this book which has now become such a classic Mm -hmm. that's really interesting to think about yeah so i think we both agree that we're pissed that joe and Lori did not end up together and we still fucking hate amy (laughs) i will always hate amy yeah we 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 are not fans of amy i would love to hear from someone who actually sees it differently than us um so if you are someone who really loves amy and you love those two together I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, mean, I was just reading an article because I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'm just, I'm still not seeing it the right way. And this person said how disappointed they were that Amy ends up with everything she ever wanted at the end. Like she doesn't have to pay oh, yeah. for her, of course for did. all the shit that she's done and how yeah. selfish and, you know, setting Joe's manuscript on fire and marrying Lori yeah. and being away from the family just to go travel while Beth dies and is sick. Yeah. Like she knew she was sick. She could have, I know travel back then is obviously a lot, a more, lot more. It's arduous. I can't even talk today. Excuse me. <laughs> but she could have come home. I would think to be yeah. there. And then I felt like barely mourned her death in my opinion. I felt like Amy just kind of had like a big fuck you to everyone. She got what she wanted yeah. in life. She didn't have to work for it. It oh. was basically just here you go. Yeah. And it just really made me mad, especially like when she had the opportunity to travel. Mm-hmm. It made yeah. me so mad because she did not deserve that. I agree. She wasn't a good person. She was not a good person. Uh, speaking of that, the next question, um, the complexities of sibling relationships, a jumble of childhood games, petty squabbles, family traditions, deep frustrations, and fierce loyalty play out on every page of the novel. What moments best or most precisely illustrate the bonds between sisters? One of ones that stick out in my mind, of course, is Joe taking care of Beth. Uh, when oh, she's yeah. so sick and every money, like every all the money that she makes by selling her writing, her books, all of that, mm-hmm. um, she puts in to make sure Beth is taken care of, make sure yeah. the family is taken care of. So that's one of the big ones for me. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. I think Joe was kind of the the glue of the family. She Definitely. was the heart of it. Yes. And I just, the bond she had between her sisters, like even though Amy was such a piece of shit, I, I still, you know, I still think that she cared for Amy. She loved her family. Yeah. And um, even at times, you know, like when she was so upset with Meg, she didn't want her sister to leave to get married because mm-hmm. she wanted to be a 
she wanted that sister, you know, around and to have the sisterly bond forever. And she was so afraid that it would change, you know, once Meg left the house. Mm-hmm. I just, that part really just kind of stuck with me yes. when she was upset that she, I think she was talking to her mother about it, that she just didn't want her to go. Uh, and yeah. I was just like, you know, that's a strong bond between a you know a sister i totally get that you know my sister when she got married she moved to hilton head so she's like 10 hours away and it's been very tough on us all because we're all so close and we don't really get to spend holidays together now and you know we don't get to see each other like every week like we do um so that i totally i get where she's coming from even though they weren't that far they were still living close together But yeah, that's hard um, when you have grown up together, seeing each other every day to go from, you know, constantly being around each other to not knowing when you're going to see them next. That is very tough. And that is a good moment, too. Yeah, there was a lot of just really great parts, I think, in the novel Mm -hmm. to just really show you that bond between sisters. Yeah. Um, And I didn't have sisters. I have sister-in-laws now that I'm very close with, but I never had that growing up. I had two brothers. We definitely are closer now than we were growing up. Growing up, we hated each other. (laughs) Um, So I knew that you would understand that. And it was interesting for me to be able to look into that and what that experience would be like. Yeah, I think that's why I've always loved this book because I could understand you know that because you do we we fought my sisters and I still fight we're all in our 30s now Um, (laughs) but you get over it very quickly like tempers flare and then you're over it um you know we still squabble and do all of that and we used to take each other's clothes and you know we would fight we when we were all in school together like that's just part of it and I do like that they you know she did a great job writing that um you're not always gonna like each other yeah but you always love each other your family yeah yeah um I agree with that completely so the last question that we have on here what scenes from little women linger in your mind long after you have closed the book do you want to go ahead and go? I feel like I've talked so much about mine. <laughs> I feel like I've really kind of said it already. I think just the bond between the sisters. I don't mm-hmm. know if I have specific scenes in my head other than Joe being there for Beth and they kind of created the room for her to have everything she yeah. loved in the room when she was so sick. But just Joe and how she really took care of the family and the love she had for everyone. And I think showing also the bond between sisters, it will change, but you always have each other. Yeah. And there might be times where, you know, you're frustrated with each other and you don't, you know, but you still have that bond and that love of a sister. And to me, that was just a really strong part that like I kind of took from the book and that family, you know, family will always hopefully be there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still pissed, though, about Amy and what a bitch <laughs> she was. That still is in my head. Every, I mean, that did not change right. um, for me reading this book. Like, I think I hated her even more this time as an adult woman and understanding mm-hmm. um, that kind of it. It just was worse this time for me. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I have specific scenes exactly. Um 
I think that Meg's wedding was perfect for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just that one kind of sticks out in my head. Um, I don't know. What about you? I the scene where um, Joe and Beth are at the beach and yeah. she like Beth pretty much tells her like she's dying. Yes. Or she's gonna die and she just kinda like holds her that scene mm-hmm. I mean that's heartbreaking. To me that's more yeah. heartbreaking than when she actually passes away. Um I don't know why. I mean, I guess because we knew it was coming. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's just such a like a tender moment between the two of them. And Joe mm-hmm. just doesn't want to believe it. She's in denial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big one for me. Of course, when Lori and Joe are, you oh, know, yeah. in their argument, yes. we're getting married and he is just so upset and she's upset. And when they see each other what, kind of for the last time before he leaves mm-hmm. um, and she's like, he won't, he didn't turn around again. And, yeah. Um that one was so hard. All of that like that just broke my heart. That whole mm-hmm. scenario. Those are two of the big ones that stand out in my mind. Um I'm trying to think. I think also for me probably while you're kind of thinking. Yeah. Also when Joe does find out that Lori and Amy are married and she says like I just need a moment. Yeah. That one did kind of stick out in my mind because there's still hope for me in my heart that she still really did love him um, and that that relationship could have worked. But the fact that, you know, she had to kind of take a moment for that, that one sticks out in my head. And I have to say, Aunt March, I love her. She's an old lady full of opinions and everything. (laughs) I am so excited to see Meryl Streep portray her in the movie that's coming out. I am excited for that. Oh, is that who she's playing? Yeah, I think so, yes. I thought she was playing the mother. No, I don't think so. I think Laura Dern you're, is you're that right, her name? I'm sure. Okay. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. That makes sense. So I think I think that Meryl Streep is portraying Aunt March. Oh, I love that. I'm excited to see that because there were just scenes with her that I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, she was really uh, great in it i mean yeah an old bitch kind of but total old bitch like she's that old like grumpy old lady i think we all have like an aunt or somebody like that in our lives that yeah. just mm-hmm. wants to tell you all about yourself because they're yeah. old and they don't care anymore <laughs> they have no filter right. they're blunt as hell mm-hmm. um they feel that they're right no matter what that's aunt march yeah like tell me at the end of the day she did love the girls. Oh, she did. I love when she's like telling them. So when Mr. March is, he's a chaplain for the war. Yes. And she was like, when, when he gets sick, she's like, I told him not to do this. <laughs> and that is just <laughs> such like a, a an older yeah. family member thing to like response. Yeah. The scene where he does come back. That's a great one too. That is a great one. Um, try, they're just really, there are a lot that stick out in my mind. I always have loved, and I've remembered this from reading it growing up, it, the Meg, when she goes to visit her friends and like the dance, yeah, the, the party and all of that. Mm-hmm. I remember that whole section. Um, I remember that one for years, strangely. Yeah. So there are and also, ones. And Joe, like when she goes and cuts off her oh, hair, yes. she comes back. I mean, 
that i mean she didn't care she just did it like that was probably a lot of money back then that she oh, earned yeah. from cutting off her hair she it was like 20 25 dollars yeah. yeah like that that was 1868 like i don't know what the comparison that would be equivalent to mm-hmm. now but i'm sure it would be a lot and of course she was like oh i'm fine and then she was like oh my god what, what did i, I do <laughs> and her mom being like you're one true beauty it's like thanks mom i just did this yeah. for you and you have to put salt in the wounds and remind yeah. me that it's my only my only beauty <laughs> and i also think i just had a moment where i was thinking and now i forgot but when she was talking to her mom about being i think this was after um the ice skating incident and she was talking to her mom like about her temper about how she gets so mad mm-hmm. and just her having that conversation with her mom and her mom saying well i have the same issues yes. and joe was like i had no idea and just the conversation that those two have yes. and i think joe and her mom had quite a few conversations that really just kind of were so loving mm-hmm. and some of those kind of stick out their bond was fantastic i loved their relationship because you didn't really get to see her have these conversations with the other girls um so i really loved that relationship i thought it was very sweet and very real and they seemed to be a lot of like the two of them yeah Um, so so. i did i remember that conversation that was wonderful and her saying you know oh well when i purse my lips you know that's me kind of trying to control myself and your father has helped me control it. Um, there was also, I think she's talking to her when she says, you know, look, if you don't get married, like, it's okay. Like, that's yeah. not what you have to do in life. Um, there are a lot of good conversations between the two of them throughout. Yeah. So do you still feel like after reading this the second time that you still, is this a book that you love? It's a classic for you. How does it fall for you? Yeah, I mean, I do, I guess... It's so dark still. It is very dark. There's not a lot of happiness, even though, like I said earlier, they try to kind of end on a happy note, but it's not to me. Um, There's just still so many things lingering. Um, I do, again, love the bond. It's obviously beautifully written, Mm -hmm. Uh, even with all the detail. It's a beautifully written book. It is. I can't, I don't know that I would ever read it again. Uh, but I understand why it is loved by so many people. Mm-hmm. It is wonderful. But, you know, there are other things, too. And, again, I have to think of the time. Like, I didn't remember this growing up, but the talk about Jews. Yeah. That kind of it was like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, there was a little, like, underlying anti-Semitism mm-hmm. throughout some scenes. And other things like that. Um, so, but I, I'm trying to, it's not excusable, but trying to remember the time that it was written. Right. Um, so, you know, I mean, obviously, like, again, I don't think I would read it another time, but I understand why people love it. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I read it when I was younger. And then I also gave it another read as an adult who is now married and yeah. has different opinions than I did and life experiences than when I was younger. I feel like you can look at this book two ways. And I think obviously people do. You either love it or you hate it. 
you hate it because you feel like these women did nothing in their life but get married and have children and they kind of had to give up what they wanted to um people were mad you know that amy didn't pursue painting or anything anymore and that joe you know didn't continue her writing and she listened to the professor who i think kind of was like why are you writing these things like do something better people hated that um aspect of this book and they felt like it was kind of a letdown you know for women but that's also taking a look at it from a woman in the year 2019 yeah i think it's a very different time it is and it didn't really i mean it i hate it but she also found something else that she loved and she loved taking care of those boys yeah it's because they ended up didn't do Aunt March left the mansion to her and they turned it into a, a home, a school for the bo- for boys. Mm-hmm. So she definitely was still taking care of people yeah. and all of that. Um, and then also, I think you can just really love this book because deep down at the heart of this book, it's about family and about that sisterly bond yeah. and about relationships and how they can be tricky. And we still don't, we, you know, about the friendships and, how your relationship changes with um, your sisters as you go through different experiences in life. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, your mom and dad, Yes, there are just, you can love it or you can hate it. But I do think for this being written in 1868 and written, I mean, again, in 10 weeks, mm-hmm. it's incredible. It's a beautifully written story. It does tend to go on long <laughs> in some parts, but I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, and I know, like, it, again, it it reminded me, you know, of my relationship with my sisters and, like, my family as a whole because we're still very close. Like, I'm with my family a lot. Um, So some things never change. And that part always kind of stuck with me, too, how close they all stayed. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I'm glad we read it again. I'm excited to see the movie. I'm really excited. It comes out on Christmas Day. Okay. Um, I'm definitely going to, because, you know, this has been made into a movie numerous times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really excited to see this one. I loved Winona Ryder in the one from yes. the 90s. <laughs> yeah, that one is probably my favorite. So good. Definitely. So this does it for our last episode of 2019. Um, we will be back again in January with another book club. We haven't picked the book yet, to be honest. Yeah. Um, we'll announce it on we, social media yeah. soon. Yep. So be looking out for that. And if you ever have questions, want to know about something that we've mentioned, check out our website at influencethepodcast.com. You can look at our Facebook group where we have discussions. We hope you guys will have a little bit of a discussion um, about the book and what you think of it on there. You can also follow us on Instagram at Influence the Podcast. Mm-hmm. And we have our very own Amazon page where we update it with books we're loving, little gadgets gadgets and different things you can always shop our favorites yeah um if you have any questions throughout the holidays you know feel free to reach out to us on social media and if you will please continue rating reviewing and and subscribing to the podcast it helps us get seen we just hit 50 reviews we have actually changed our hosting Mm -hmm. platform 
And yes. we hope to just keep making improvements as we go into 2020. We've heard you. Uh, we have a couple of guests that we have one scheduled for the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some others on. If you would like to come on the podcast, please let us know. Yes, that would be very helpful. <laughs> yes, it would. Um, if you have some ideas that you'd like to come on and chat about, we really just kind of wanted to get through a few months, kind of get our feet wet before we started bringing people on. But we have heard you and we're going to do more of that and we're going to just mm-hmm. keep trying to do better. But for yeah. now, we're going to take a break and we're going to enjoy the holidays and we hope that you guys do the same. Yeah, I hope you guys have the best holidays and we will see you guys in 2020. It's crazy to say, but I know. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Bye. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Bye.